I guess just to, in case, like you have like a racist boss that doesn't know he's being live streamed on Facebook. Yeah, that that's feels, exactly what that is. Feels like the no, best way to do it. That, that's usually where the usually entire don't. school board meeting where they didn't know they were live and they were just bad mouthing the parents for like twenty <laughs> minutes. Where someone was like, uh, "Guys, we're uh, we're live." live. And like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's out there now. Yeah, it's. Uh, but I don't know. It's my experience that most racists will just be racist loudly and not really care. No, Maybe they'll I mean, get annoyed when someone calls them on it. When, they'll be like, oh, they saw me. When they get fired from like Dave's tire world, they suddenly care. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. Uh, ready? Yeah, I was like, you're going to introduce us? Nah, this week we'll just we'll just run. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in radio land. This is those muckrakers coming to you once again through the power of the Internet. I'm Pat. I'm Pete. I'm Bobby. And we are um, live on episode 129. Tell them what we're going to be doing this time, Pete. Somebody asked a question the other day. They were like, what is your podcast about? And I'm like, I don't actually know. Politics? Um, you know, the genre for a long time, I did set it under news and politics, especially at the beginning when we had more of a laser focus on news. Like every week we had five or six like major news stories to cover. Eventually, I changed it from news to um, comedy because uh, a lot of what we started to talk about got closer and closer to like, um let's say it's not exactly death threats but death threats adjacent so i'm like oh but if we call it comedy then we can be like yeah. we're just joking your honor clearly the genre says comedy so we, uh, then i started setting the genre to comedy we're like bill mayer but funny and less shitty yeah ah. so um what is this about like it was supposed to in the beginning supposed to just be like us talking about whatever the news beats were for that week but these days we don't have like the uh, 100 new trump stories before noon like we did the last four years right well today so we, don't, we don't have that non-stop uh nationwide heart attack to deal with so it's just like biden still has low poll numbers like i do mm-hmm. like that our podcast outlasted trump that made me feel a little better i i i think at this point we're just doing this podcast so wesley can keep up with what's going on in the world yeah it's nice it's something good for um for wesley to do it it lets him get to um see us every now and again too he he Um, gets lonely i will say this week is basically the week of like uh which racist uh like murder trial is going on between like uh rittenhouse and um the two idiots the the three idiots that shot ahmaud arbery yeah but that one's actually going well like that's yeah uh, about the thing I've kept up with this week is I already mentioned Biden's um, sagging poll numbers. There's uh, the rioters, more of them are getting caught. Some of them have some fantastic excuses for why they shouldn't go to jail. My favorite being this one guy saying that uh, he has like a trip to Europe planned. It's all expenses <laughs> paid. And that's a very rare thing for someone to have, Your Honor. So clearly he can't go to prison. He has plans. <laughs> he has stuff to do. It's like, ah, that's, I mean, do I have to explain why that's no excuse for um, well, trying to overthrow the government? There was another guy that um, said he didn't know jail was he he didn't know jail was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like what, you've what never even even if you're a white a privileged white man you've never seen Oz you know what I mean like yeah you've, you I, haven't I watched the, HBO uh, the the movie Let's Go to Prison where yeah, the two people are yeah. talking in the bunk and he's like well what do we do now and he's like well have you ever been in a really uncomfortable situation and so people describe it as being like jail well. That is, one of, that is one of my favorite <laughs> quotes. He's like, yeah, have you ever been somewhere that's horrible and confining for an indeterminate period of time? And if people go, this is like prison. Well, welcome to prison. Yeah. 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 This guy just, how do you, even in popular culture, like 
everyone's yeah. like, yeah, jail's bad. Yeah, it's really, really bad. Like your life is put on pause for however long you're there. And while you're there, all you do is sit in a very tiny room in a very hostile environment. Am I the only one that watches awesome. all those like locked up raw shows? Yeah, I think yes. you're the only person still watching those. Um, I can't not watch those like, but they're getting more and more desperate. Like they uh, they've started doing like locked up Wisconsin Supermax. And I'm like, how hardcore is the crime scene in Wisconsin? Oh, well, I mean, a lot of states have, um, it's like, uh, they'll, they'll, if you commit a violent enough crime, you don't even get to go to jail in your own state. Uh, you have to shift out somewhere else. So Wisconsin might be twinned with like no. Florida and they're getting all the crazies. Oh no. If they're getting people, they, people from Florida, then that's rough. They did. Georgia, Savannah. Uh, Georgia sends some of its prisoners to West Virginia. I mm. think they I did. The, um, remember the Savannah police chief who got arrested for like being a complete dink. Yeah. yeah, he's in oh, West yeah? Virginia. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. The guy that got caught with the illegal gambling and stuff like that. Yeah. I forget his name, but yeah. Oh, uh, Willie Lovett. Savannah, I remember that. Savannah's had a really hard time of it with police chiefs. Our one right now, he's pretty good. But like, well, they yeah. got the guy from LA when I lived in Savannah. He was there for a few years, then he took off. And I think that's why they got Love It. And Love It apparently was just Love it. A, that was his name. Yeah. yeah. Love it was, it was just, just a through. Love It was just a pile of garbage in a police uniform somehow. Like and they made him the police chief. Oh, somehow. Let's pretend like a lot of police uniforms are not just filled with piles of garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's the standard. It's the industry. It'd be way standard, better but... if it was just two kids in a trench coat. Right. Pretended <laughs> to be police they, they chief. To, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they just happen to get the job and then they have to keep showing up every day. I am the police chief. One ticket for a movie, please. <laughs> I am not two children inside a police chief's outfit. If they could like learn to like, uh, what do you call it? Shoot. Imagine that someone like pulls a gun on him and four guns get pulled on him suddenly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then they probably the uh, kids would probably be more empathetic than most police officers. I would at the very least probably. their empathy level would be about the same because kids don't have developed yeah. empathy yet. Uh, but yeah, um, so Whereas police chiefs have deliberately smothered it. I didn't know prison was so bad. What? Mm. <laughs> like, it's just it, jail's bad. Wait till you go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> um, Savannah was on one of those locked up raw uh, shows. Um, the Savannah, the Chatham County Jail Complex, which that for some reason keeps killing inmates for no reason and no one's at fault and there's no one to blame. Please stop asking questions. Yeah. yeah. He, he strangled himself and then threw himself over a railing and then tased himself to death. Um, yep. all by himself no that that uh that complex is particularly those cameras were turned off for 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 undocumented maintenance they were yeah. turned around the, the cameras were actually turned around and covered for maintenance yeah exactly um, you, you have to protect the camera from maintenance while maintenance yeah happens. they were turned well, around naturally only for the amount of time that the murder happened but then they were fixed yeah. Um, I actually did contractor work inside that jail complex and it's terrifying. Did you? Um, yeah. Um, I worked oh, is for this like back when uh, you and Ozzy were working for God, what was the guy's name? No, no, this was after that. This is when we were all living in Savannah, but like I oh, found okay. out that jail complex is what's so dangerous is because it's like, you got a noise violation. And for some reason, the judge held you in contempt of court, right? You're doing like your two weeks next to a guy that ax murdered his dad and is sitting there 
waiting yeah. to go to like hardcore prison in West Virginia. Next, why to- is a noise violation being punished more harshly than a lot of these insurrectionists? Probably because the noise violation person wasn't a white guy. I would guess that would be my first. Probably. And this imagine it's like oh Steve. Steve Bannon's going to get like two years in jail. That's actually nice. I like he's being held for contempt of Congress. Finally, I'm glad that he's facing some consequences. And I'm glad that Trump's not still president to just be able to pardon him like he did everyone else. Like if one thing I wish that presidents had the power to do is just like unpardon people. That way uh, Biden could like wave his hand and put Manafort. And um, God, what's the guy look like a Batman villain? Michael uh, Stone. Oh, uh, Roger Stone. Roger yeah. Stone. Yeah, that yeah, one. He doesn't Back just in look prison. like a Batman villain. He is an actual Batman villain. Like, yeah. just <laughs> the light from the pages. Um, I this riddle for you, Batman. You must solve it, or the Gordon, or uh, the Commissioner Gordon is going to get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the January sixth. It's like that lady that was on camera at the January sixth riots. They had maced her, and she was being interviewed. And then they redid her interview to the Animaniacs where she's like, we were storming the Capitol. They pushed me out and maced me. Um, <laughs> push me out and maced me. That actually got DCMA'd by Warner Brothers because uh, uh, they were like, yeah, we don't want. We, well, it, was the, it was the Gregory Brothers who did it. Scotch Moyo, uh, the same people that did auto tune that still do auto tune the news or songify the news as they call it now. Um, yeah. Warner Brothers was like, do not conflate any of our properties with these fucking <laughs> assholes like, but she was just so will, if you don't take it down we will sue you into the ground it's still floating around there because of the short sand effect but yeah it's yeah. um yeah. she yeah. was just so surprised the that nothing ever disappears she was so yeah. shocked that they pushed her out and maced her like it blew her mind yeah yeah, literally, th- things like that are not supposed to happen to people like me. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. I'm reading. Uh, um, I'm 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 like deep into uh, researching Washington right now for a, a different podcast. I hope one day gets off the ground about the presidents. Um, but I've gone into reading about the um, American Revolutionary Army and the same dumb shit that these January six people believe. Have I talked about this before? Um. The- the uh, I'm not sure a bunch of people believed Proceed. about the um, American militiamen. So the idea was we were going to whip the British with just the valor of citizen soldiers. Their valor would be worth more than all the training of a regular army. And we were just going to come out with just the power of our patriotism. We were going to beat the British back. Um, I mean, is that not what happened? <laughs> that's what they so after the war that's what they told everybody happened when when in reality washington has all these letters going yeah this is all bullshit we need a real army and like a bunch of people at the beginning were like but the patriots love will overtake anything um and it did sounds like yeah. sounds like anime right like with the power of friendship we will overcome whatever we want to do <laughs> and that's the power of love um and then no, George it, washington with super saiyan and, and cornwall yeah. was just like it's over nine thousand yeah exactly what? nine thousand <laughs> how many men does washington have Zo- <laughs> over nine thousand yeah that's all that's 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 all they needed to get through valley forge was they needed every patriot in the in, in the in the 13 colonies to just clap and believe in yeah. their heart that yeah. washington can do it and they did and, and like the problem the problem is through feeding that st- stupid misconceptions through history now these people see themselves as like the modern day like mm-hmm. we're washington's army and we're going to overwhelm the capital with the power of our patriotism ah why is the mace hurt so bad because everyone yeah. knows that mace can't get through a patriotic shield 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like your patriotism can well, stop bullets. Find protective gloss. You watch some of the videos in the live streams, and they're shouting at DC and Capitol Police. Your boss sent us here. Your boss told us to do this. Stand mm-hmm. down. We're here to help you. Like completely delusional to the fact that they were trespassing on federal property, breaking and entering, mm-hmm. and uh, you know loitering. Also, I would love it if, if I would love it if everyone there got got charged with a loitering charge. That would right. be so fucking great. It's like you know a two hundred and fifty dollar yeah. fine, but like oh my god, that would be. <laughs> so I would fun. be. I would be such Pack a more stuff onto it. I'd be such yeah. a bad lawyer because apparently judges don't like it when lawyers do petty ass shit like that. <laughs> but I'd be the I'd be the pettiest lawyer. I'd be like petty and petty at law. Like we'll fucking slap whoever we're going against with the most ridiculous of the. It doesn't matter if well, the that, charge that, carries that no weight. DA's office that would be the prosecutors, not not the defense attorneys. You you wouldn't have a law firm. You're part of the state or the state. Yeah, this I they'd be like they'd be like, listen, Peter, stop like going through the law books and trying to attach an 1803 statute to this. It carries no weight. And like yeah, you know, you're not. I'm like fuck them. I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want him to Typically, be publicly and, uh, shamed. In Florida, it's against the law to sing in a mall if you're wearing a swimsuit. Right? Oh, particular yeah, combination is illegal. I don't know. Is, Speaking also, of like archaic laws, I always think of that. I one. would be like, I'd be like, we finally get to use this one, guys. We got, bam. So, so in California and its native waters, it is, of course, illegal to wail. Um, but the law was not specific. Right. So a court ruling made it illegal in the state of California. You are not allowed to harpoon whales from a car at all. Well, because <laughs> the guy made the argument that, well, the harpoon was attached to my truck and I was off the state highway. I was on private property and I harpooned <laughs> the whale from the beach. I was not on the water. I was on the beach. And so okay. uh. the judge said, no, no. So no, I have to be very specific works. about that. See, if I was rich, I would just go around breaking all it. Like you know, in Alabama, you're not allowed to walk a uh, you know a tortoise down Main Street. And I'd be like, I'm buying a tortoise. I'm walking him down Main Street. They're like, arrest me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure most walking your tortoise, <laughs> right? Um. So in uh in the news today. Yes. Uh, let's bring this down and make it super sad. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse's trial is gone to fucking crazy town. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse? Yeah, for anybody that doesn't remember him, he was the 17-year-old kid whose mother bought him an AR-15, drove him to Wisconsin, and he went to go protect stores from looters and then shot three people, killing two of them. I didn't remember that story. Um, he was uh, <laughs> A, underage, so he, he couldn't legally purchase the gun. Uh, B, his mother had to drive him to the murder. Um, and then like C, he basically was in contempt of court, I think a couple times after being arrested because he was told not to associate with proud boys and all this other stuff. And then he was seen a whole bunch of times, them clapping him on the oh, back. Oh, he's a white kid, so he's yeah. gonna get off. Um maybe because I mean, much. Yeah, they, they decided in pre-trial that uh his victims cannot be called victims because the judge is crazy, Why? the judge is insane. Yeah. Is this one of those yeah, Trump appointees? Because you know Trump and McConnell did no, appoint like 180. This, no, this guy's been on the on the Wisconsin. Um, he's been a Wisconsin judge for like fucking forever. He's just why nuts. Well, why can't they anyway, be considered victims? They can, then? they can refer to uh, his victims because they're murder victims. His victims as uh, what do they say? It's uh, uh, looters and arsonists. Even though there's no evidence that they were either. 
because the judge so, is clearly biased. Like yeah. the judge has been so, reaming out the prosecution like constantly for stuff. Um, so wait, wait, where did he go to shoot these people? Wisconsin, Kenosha, Washington. Uh, Kenosha. So it was was it at a? Pro- it I was picturing him just walking into a Walmart and shooting people up for some reason. No, no this, this was. Know. See, he he and some other people decided to go to a Black Lives Matter rally to quote unquote be security. Like he wanted to go. Like all these businesses had boarded up and they were closed. Yeah, they decided to be security to though. Can they decided to go and be vigilantes? And there's literally video, which the judge is not allowing to be shown in court, of him like a day, maybe a day or two before, watching people allegedly stealing from a uh, stealing from a uh, a Walgreens from across the street, and him on video saying, "I wish I had my AR. I would just start popping off shots." Like vigilante justice in the streets. If you shoplift more than more than ten dollars, you apparently deserve to die, according yeah. to Kyle Rittenhouse. But this is more along the lines of um, this is more along the lines of um, of like uh, the the people who were like, "Well, I'll just drive my car through it." You know, mm-hmm. through the demonstration, yeah. how dare they, how dare they who are fighting for civil rights uh, slightly inconvenience me. These are the same people who were shouting at little black children who were being integrated into white schools. These are the exact same yeah. fucking people. Like, like, like honestly, like fucking, uh, these are the same assholes that are like, oh, property, really Bank of America had a brick thrown through a window. You think Bank of America is hurting? Bank of America <laughs> needs you to come out with an AR-15 and shoot people. That's that's what the nation needs. Yeah, um, exactly. But- no, or like during the women's march, some uh, some fuckheads broke a window on a McDonald's and tore up a couple of public trash cans on a Washington D.C. street side. They were immediately arrested and charged with vandalism. And people are like, "The the women's march was Antifa run amok, and they were destroying yeah. Washington mm-hmm. D.C." And I'm like, guys, it was like four trash cans, one of which they threw through a plate glass window of a McDonald's franchise. Which, I mean. A McDonald's franchise in one of the densest parts of Washington, D.C. How will they ever pay for those damages? Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, McDonald's yeah. franchises don't have insurance. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's this is an old this is an old play, though. Like I saw a newspaper oh, yeah. article from oh, MLK yeah, this marches. Is, this, goes back to, this goes back to why we shouldn't emancipate the slaves. Like this is seriously old yeah. school racist bullshit. Right. This is like, man. And this is that whole like, oh, if only somebody would go out there and keep like these people in line. Like that's that's 100 percent what it is. And I was talking about this Kyle Rittenhouse chuckle fuck like hey. Part of me feels bad because this 17 year old clearly has been like set up, brought up that way, handed a weapon, driven to the scene, right? Paraded around oh, yeah, like a hero for shooting these people. Um, indoctrinated by his parents and their yeah. friends and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, this is a case where this kid murdered two people and seriously maimed a third. And like, I'm still sitting here going, yeah, he needs punishment, but like rehabilitation. You know, rehabilitation is a thing. I am 100% for Kyle Rittenhouse should get rehabilitation because yeah. he's so young. He does have his whole They're, life ahead of him. But no, his defense attorneys have him crying crocodile tears, which if you watch his, like, I love it. Steven Crowder 
played this video where Kyle Rittenhouse is on the stand going, and then I just, and then, and then I was just, and he keeps glancing over at the jury, like breaking the crying to glance at the jury and then goes right back into, and, and, and fucking Steven Crowder pauses the video and goes, everyone will remember where they were when they saw this video. And I'm sitting there going, of a kid fake ugly crying and glancing at the jury to see if they're <laughs> my, buying it? My, so my whole argument with that was All like, right. it's, I feel like it's really hard to judge somebody's trauma response, whether you want thought you wanted to or not. Shooting like three people is a pretty fucking big deal. Um, maybe he was yeah, faking no, no, no. it. And now they're like, and now they're like, oh, the the one guy had a gun. I'm like, yeah, dude. Probably a lot of people at that rally had their guns on them. That's yeah. number one. Yeah, because crazy two, white people might be out and about. Number, Number two, the guy who pulled a gun had a concealed carry permit and was legally a firearm owner, unlike uh Kyle Rittenhouse, who transported a weapon across state lines, which is a felony, okay, Mm -hmm. was not the owner of said weapon, all right, but then, then number three, the guy who pulled a gun pulled the gun because Kyle Rittenhouse had just murdered someone, right, Mm -hmm. he was i'm sorry that guy had a gun he i mean it's america everyone has guns the first person he killed hit him with a skateboard that is (laughs) if you i'm glad that someone fought back at least yeah i mean here's here's the thing is that if you have a firearm and the other person does not have a firearm it is on you to de-escalate to back away if the your problem, life is not the problem is the problem is, is that it did, he didn't understand that it depends on world should not have fucking assault rifles it depends on the state because some states have such fucked up laws especially with the stand your ground stuff that you actually now no longer have to prove an attempt to escape or de-escalate you only have to say i feared for my life and safety that's why i shot the clerk at the 7 to 11 you know what i mean yeah, it was um, Wisconsin, by the way. Sorry, I just looked it up. So I don't know if Wisconsin has those laws, but I know a lot of other states have laws very similar to that. So like you no longer have a duty to, you know, like a duty to retreat or de-escalate. And, and I think that's what they're focusing on the uh, defense. They're just saying he was in fear for his life. You know, the fact that he came with an AR-15 illegally across state lines, none of that matters. He was just in fear for his life in the moment, not the fact that, he came to kill people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably why he's going to get off. And the judge is so fucking he crazy. Went, he went, this is pre-med, this should be first degree murder. He went out there. It was premeditated. He saw people. He's like, man, I wish I could shoot people like this. Hey, I know where there's going to might well, be people like this. I don't understand why his mother. It was like a day or two before. And this judge who has apparently adopted Kyle Rittenhouse and you know, that, like, he's, he's all but done that. Like he's all but said, this is my son. How dare you? How dare you? Like um, all but done that. And it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. The prosecution well, has. A what really if the jury throws the book at him? Do you think the, I, the judge well, would be like, nah, even throws if, out the jury, even if the jury does, rolling. I'm worried that the judge in this case is so biased that he's going to vacate whatever sentence the jury That's, hands down. If the jury hands down a negative, um, well, in that case, I believe the prosecutors have a recourse, like they can appeal or like call for a new trial or something like that. If that happens, I know that in LA, and I didn't know it. This is how I know it. I'm pretty sure what we're going to end up here with is a hung jury. Well, this is I didn't realize this until have to go back and have a whole new trial. Like, I was watching. I hope they get a new trial with a new judge. With but was, a new judge, yeah. I was watching a um, documentary. 
new judge. <laughs> I was watching a documentary on the uh, L.A. riots, and part of the reason they happened because there was an altercation between two teenage black girls and um, a, an Asian woman in like a uh, uh, like a um, like a bodega, like a, a gas station store, or whatever. They had an argument. The girl was trying to leave. And the Asian storekeep pulled out a gun and shot the girl in the back of the head, killing her. Uh, yeah. Went to went to trial. They're like, "Boop, yep." They're like, "This lady's doing twenty five to life." A judge later vacated that lady's sentence to probation, saying, "Oh, she is um, she's an older woman, and I don't think she's really a danger to anybody." Hmm. Apparently, didn't matter that she shot a fifteen year old child in the back of the head. Um, yeah. So I didn't realize judges could do that. So. That's what I either I feel like either Rittenhouse gets off. Judges, a judges have a lot of power. And part of the reason behind that is sort of baked into the Constitution being more or less vague on what the court system should be. And what we did right. in America whenever we founded the country was even with the Articles of Constitution, even with the Articles of Confederation, was we sort of left it alone. We we the the, the founders left the court system almost purposefully vague so that it could build and develop itself based on what is what I don't know if it was called best at the time, but now we call it common law. And the only state in the United States that doesn't operate under common law is actually my home state of Louisiana, which actually operates under a modernized version of Napoleonic code. Right, right, right. God bless. Is, the, God bless the French. Bienvenue à la Louisiane. Um, yeah, the Napoleonic Code is weird. For instance, uh, Louisiana, I believe it's still in the books, but if you uh, if you are a pedestrian and you get hit by a car, it is very likely legally your fault. Nice. Um, which is the, not anywhere else. Because Napoleon hated cars. No, um, no, no. It's it a whole thing to do with like horses and stuff. Right. Yeah. To jump to jump trials real quick, uh, to jump. And I hate someone brought up a good point. I hate that we're calling it the Ahmad Arbery trial. Yeah, it shouldn't um, be because yeah. he's the victim. So why is he's, it like yeah. he's, he's not on trial? Victim. Yeah, yeah. It, it. So the the Ahmad the, the the trial of the three chuckle fuck assholes that killed Ahmad Arbery is not going well for them. Um, more and more stuff keeps the coming chuckle-fucks. out. Um, I wish yeah, I had the their names are Huey, Kev, Dewey, and Louie. Kevin Go. Yeah. I'm sorry, William Roddy Bryan. I love that they always yeah. put his nickname. William in there. Roddy Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, William Roddy Bryan and his son. So, no, it's uh, Gregory McMichael, Travis McMichael, and William Roddy Bryant Jr. From of chasing Arbery, a 25-year-old black man, in a vehicle and killing him in a neighborhood in February 23rd of 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing: is that um, so, so the McMichaels, Greg, uh, Travis and Gregory McMichael, they were the ones chasing Arbery, for the people who don't know, were the ones chasing Arbery in their truck. Arbery was jogging in this neighborhood, something that he did frequently. And another thing that he apparently frequently did was he stopped into a local, a little construction site, which they were, someone was building a house or an addition or something. And they would just look through it. Like, I got to be honest with you. I've done this. Yeah. It's just like, that's, that's, like, that's just straight up. Site. It's really interesting. I feel like that's either a man thing or a Southern thing. Just, yeah, yeah. I wonder through. Going, yeah. If there's like a tractor on the side of the road and I'm on my bike, I might stop and check yeah. it out. Like you're just like anything. And here's the yeah. thing is that so so the McMichaels, uh um Gregory McMichael is a former police officer. Yeah. Well, anyway, this this case because so they basically claimed 
Oh, and um, William Roddy Bryant Jr., uh, he jumped in his truck whenever he heard the McMichaels were going to go chase this guy down. And, and decided, filmed it. Well, he decided to film. And he's filming from his truck. And uh, the McMichaels confront Arbery uh, in plain view of the video. And, oh, God, sorry. Um, they, um, I just ate a lot of yogurt. Um, <laughs> um, they... Um, they got into a scuffle as they were trying, they were basically trying to sit on him until the police could get there because they wanted him arrested. Right. And when he fought back, uh, they shot it twice uh, with a shotgun. Yeah. They shot him twice with a shotgun and uh, Bryant, the guy, Brian, the guy filming um, kept the video to himself. Now the local DA's office who has a connection to the McMichael family uh, basically said, yeah, we're not going to prosecute any of this. And like Arbery's family's like, what the fuck do you mean you're not processed? You're, you're yeah. not going to prosecute any of this. But there was literally no evidence. It was he said, he said, and one of the people is dead. So all of a sudden, about, I want to say two or three months after this altercation occurred, uh, William Roddy Bryant Jr. brought forward the film and said, this is what actually happened that day. Because like, he thought it would help their case. Yeah, well, he, well he, he, he was weighing on him that this had happened and that he had taken the footage and that he had told anybody or that he had been told to not show anybody. And so he went ahead and released the footage. I want to say to the family's defense attorney, like maybe the defense attorney talked him into it. But anyway, they, they entered that. And now the DA wow. has been uh, the, the DA has resigned. This DA, I forget her name. Um, resigned from the case or as a DA? As a DA. As a DA, because yeah. the cover-up was so fucking blatant, yeah. and like yeah, she left. Yeah, and also I want to say a judge stepped down because yeah. of connections. I mean, that's just one of two high-profile cases that are going on wow. in my local area. Like the other one being the um, being the Kavanaugh case with the Kavanaugh. The Kavanaugh. Yeah. So, um, well, I wanted to add one Kavanaugh. No, like I wanted to add one oh, more gotcha. thing about the about. I thought the, you were uh, like Brett Kavanaugh. No, it's like I really, he's in, in trouble locally. Well, I wanted Kavanaugh. to add one more thing about the Arbery case, real quick. That uh, it keeps getting bad. Um, Roddy's uh, um, William Roddy Bryan, um, his right. attorney, apparently made this real fucked up comment um, that I can only imagine was done in the most like Georgia Southerny accent, where he was basically like. There's only so many pastors that the family can have now. Now, 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 I don't want Al, Al Shopton to Jesse Jackson coming down here trying to trying to intimidate my jury. And I'm just and everyone's <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? And then like immediately the next day, he's like, I'm I'm sorry for my uh, in in uh, 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 remarks about black pastors in general. I do apologize. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like this. Murdoch. That's what I was thinking of. Murdoch. The, the Murdoch, not Kavanaugh, Murdoch. This, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So this this fucking um, whole thing about we don't want the family to have too many high profile black pastors because it might intimidate the jury. Like, jeez, mm -hmm. can you you couldn't be more racist if you went back and got a jury using a time machine, just got a jury from Georgia in like 1801. Like this is <laughs> yeah. fucking insane. If and and the thing is, like you know, it's going really badly, but who knows? These guys could be fucking. They, they could walk. You know, I mean, it's to me, it sounded like they were going to walk until they entered in the video. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. themselves because the DA was totally like, just, it, it sounded like it was done. It was over. And then there was like, yeah. yeah, but maybe you could prosecute us. If the DA decline, I don't know why if the DA, if the DA declines to charge you, it's really, really hard to do anything about that unless you find yeah. that the DA acted with gross misconduct as this, this, DA case, did. this case has ramifications beyond just that for, um, for, for the, uh, um, for the Bryant's, uh, sorry, for, for Roddy Bryant and George and Travis McMichael, uh, it's actually prompted the state of Georgia to change its citizens' arrest law. Right. Like, in, originally, what they did was just outside. Like, the murder was definitely outside, but, like, actively hunting a person down, like, old-school lynching style, you know, over a series of what would have amounted to petty burglary. Um not, or petty, I think it's, no, it's not larceny, it's burglary, uh, not robbery, it's burglary. Robbery is with a weapon and someone is there. Like, if I were to come to your house and you were home and I held a gun to you and said, give me all your valuables and you gave me your PS5. Like, you know, um, you know, yeah. that's, that's robbery. Well, anyway, is that the uh, citizen's arrest law has been amended. It was actually like bipartisan it ha- because everything in Georgia has to be bipartisan. It's a very purple state, yeah. but it was uh, sort of, it's, it's sort of like, you know, how South Carolina is still desperately, lawmakers in South Carolina are still desperately trying to get a, uh, a hate crimes law on the books. They don't have one. They're one of two states that doesn't. Right. <laughs> and they're desperately trying to, well, to, to get one on. You fun know. thing about that Georgia law, apparently it was passed in, I'd have to look it up, 18 something or other. Um, it was created uh, to go in tandem with the Fugitive Slave Act, basically allowing any white person to hold any black person ah, that so they're they... able to pull out. It's another one of those obscure laws, like you were talking about earlier. Like, don't walk a turtle on the sidewalk on a Tuesday. Yeah, but Except no, this was... lets you murder people, right? But this was called a citizen's arrest law, basically mm. meaning that any white person in Georgia could hold any black person until it was determined whether they were an escaped slave or not. Yeah. Um, and then they just called it a citizen's arrest law, and then it's just been on the books since then. Uh, so not anymore. Be, be, be so, so every um, every American school child who goes through at least at least a half decent public school system has heard of the court case. Since we're talking about old court cases and old mm. decisions, you've probably all heard of the court case of Plessy versus Ferguson. Yep. Right. So Plessy, uh, Homer Plessy, he was an 18th century case. Homer Plessy, and this is actually this is some good news actually. Yeah, this is good um, news based on, um, after all the horrible news. Yeah, in my home state of Louisiana is where Plessy versus Ferguson occurred whenever a, uh, well, he was Creole, but he was still colored. He was not allowed in the, oh, Wilder, where'd you go? Oh, he said B-R-B-Q-T-T something, and then he ran away, so I have no idea what that meant. Anyway, so uh, Plessy versus Ferguson happened whenever Homer Plessy refused to remove himself from the whites-only car on a train that was leaving New Orleans. And uh, this went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court decided that separate but equal was legal so long as uh, so long as it was actually equal. And this was pretty much a stain on the U.S. Uh, law code for quite a while because as we could see even at the time was that separate was never equal. Right, because ever. it was based in like, racism and the well, idea that it shouldn't be, which is crazy. Yeah. Let's, um, uh, B- BRBRQ, exactly. be right back right quick. Which oh, I guess, no. which is the that basis, which, which is the What's basis. That? that was a fast poop. Right. Well, anyway, anyway the, the, the good news here is that, um, you know, I think Plessy versus Ferguson got overturned by, I forget what it was overturned by, but it was basically, it was sort of like Roe v. Wade, right. but 
for segregation and it got overturned i want to say sometime in the 60s maybe the 70s and that's whenever a lot of acceleration started on desegregation and whatnot which we are still a totally segregated society but um the state of blessing and everything else yeah like there's a lot that still goes into economic we're now economic we're we're now we're now economically segregated just to throw that in there oh Mm -hmm. no no our schools are till are still totally segregated our schools are very much segregated our housing is very much segregated Uh, oh, it's yeah, just the, the projects and all that. It's right. just uh, not a law that real estate agents don't yeah. let black families buy in this neighborhood. The real that's, estate agents don't sell right, it's, uh, in that's Segregation is no longer overt. It's now just kind of implied. That's, well, that's what I meant about we're economically segregated with redlining and all of that stuff. Anyway, anyway, anyway. The, Any road? The, the case was later overturned. And just this week, the state of Louisiana has issued a pardon to Homer Plessy. Now, Homer here's Plessy. the thing is that both the families of Plessy and Ferguson have since gone on. I forget what it's called. The CNN article is complete garbage. I forget what it's <laughs> called, but they actually did. Um, let's see here. Yeah. On Friday, the Louisiana Board of Pardons on a, a CNN, I swear to fucking God, on Friday, this is the sentence that they wrote on Friday, comma, the Louisiana Board of Pardons comma, on Friday, voted unanimously in favor of a pardon for Plessy, who died in the, who died in his 60s in 1925. Governor John Bell Edwards would make this signature, would make the pardon official. On Friday, the Board of Pardons on Friday. Fuck CNN. Anyway, and then there's like um, a sidebar about how all this connects to the missing Malaysian airliner. Yeah. <laughs> Ferguson hit it in his backyard. Yeah, in 1892, Plessy, a shoemaker by profession, purchased a first-class ticket on a Louisiana train and sat in the whites-only section. When a conductor ordered him to move to a rail car reserved for blacks, he refused, was arrested, and convicted at a trial of violating the Separate Car Act of 1890. Separate car. Uh, Plessy, Plessy, who was one-eighth black, so this is this is they're still going by the one-drop rule here. One-eighth yeah. black. That means he has a great grandparent who was black. Um, this is this is in Louisiana. These uh, people refer to themselves as Creole, and Creole is usually a mixture of uh, French, European, uh, Spanish, European, uh, Native American, Native Caribbean, Native Carib- Car- Caribbean, Caribbean, Native Caribbean, and um, and Black African. And um, so it's just sort of you're in the mix somewhere. I, I know a lot of there's there's very much a Creole pride movement. It's kind of like Gullah Geechee here on the East Coast. Well, um, you know, the United, yeah. the United States, I got to say, like, we really did the whole Home Depot paint section color swatch of racism. Mm-hmm. Like we we oh, had yeah. we had laws and restrictions for everything you could possibly be on that color swatch. It's right. Is that, instead inc- of the OK, not OK being divided in the middle, it used to be up a couple notches. Yeah, it's, it, it just it was it was uh, horrifying how like they're just like, oh, if you're this shade, you're banned from doing this. If you're this shade, you're banned from this and this like fucking terrible. Even white people have to be, you know, nervous about staying out in the sun for too long. Shit, I just lost my home. Especially if you're in fucking Louisiana. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was Brown versus Board of Education that overturned oh, Plessy versus Ferguson. Right. Yeah. I should. Okay. If I, 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 I don't know why I didn't realize that's what you're getting at. Yeah. That, that was 1954. So it was a clean. It was a clean 70 years of of uh, racism, uh, 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 systematic racism. Being, being the law of the land. Okay. You know, yeah, there's a bunch of 
there's a bunch yeah. of fascinating stuff from that era. Um, there's a thing, I think it was called a green book or something. It was basically an interstate guide. If you were black and you were traveling from say East coast to West coast, it was a guide of where you could get gas, where oh, you could get, book. yeah, where you could get food, uh, where you could stay because like, you know, everything was so racist and segregated that like, it was hard to travel to, without pre-planning. You have to know where you can actually stay and not be, murdered or just LGBT told people still do this we just do it on the internet yeah like yeah and black people still very much avoid certain places like it's it's just because there's not a green book doesn't mean that this is not still going on yeah it's just like, become more subtle you know, like, like i said it's not legal for the real estate agent to advertise a neighborhood as it's a white's neighborhood they just don't sell the homes to black people or right. asian people or latino right. people like yeah yeah no exactly yeah. Well, um, anyway you yeah. guys are you ready you guys ready for the war on christmas it's war on christmas yeah. oh also wesley wesley has Thunder a attack in true fashion wesley has a question wesley wants to know if there is a group that protects inmates from being mistreated while incarcerated and i was like i don't know the innocence project oh, this... oh I, thought, I thought he meant like was there a group like in jail like and and an idiot would probably say oh that's the guards no the guards are <laughs> no no i mean in jail property from being hurt by the, no by in the jail man. the guy that protects you is the guy you give that booty up to no mm -hmm. i think i think he's asking not about prison politics but by but for an actual um like let's 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 not do rape jokes Oh, yeah. I just yeah. watched the whole thing on a horrible uh prison politics and I'm like again I never want to go to prison. I yeah, you it, really don't. You really don't want to go to prison, especially I'm, in America. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what what do you call it? The general um policy is if you're making rape jokes about men it's okay, but if it's about women then that's that's yeah, taboo. That's true. I yeah, have I noticed that. It's like if, if you make a rape joke, joke about men people still it'll still be a knee slapper, but if it's a woman yeah, it's like yeah, ooh, that's way over the line. Uh, and it's if, if a high school kid gets uh, raped by his teacher, it's, oh, yay, way to go, kid. But if the same thing happens to a girl, it's, oh, my God, circle the wagons. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, right. it's, it's, kill, it's a kill the man standard that men themselves perpetuate. And that is why we need feminism. Um, but he's asking, is there, you know, basically, is there a group that and I don't know of one that like you could get help outside the prison if you're being mistreated so, or denied medical care besides your lawyer. Mostly people just throw prisoners away and forget about them. The reason why there aren't a lot of groups that help prisoners besides the freedoms project, like uh, Peter said, is because there's no money in it. So anyone that does this is totally altruistic well, and you're doing, and you're going to be spending a lot of money to help people that may have done really awful things. And it's really hard to con see whenever you're a charity, you have to convince people to give you money to actually be, you know, to actually make sure your charity doesn't die. And it's really hard to convince a lot of people to be sympathetic about people behind bars. They are painted as criminals, like by well, the book, by definition, they're criminals. Well, well, I, I have found a, a list. You don't get people the, to sympathize with them. It's not just that. It's also the Bureau of Prisons has a ridiculous amount of power over its prisoners um, to like, so, go ahead. Well, to answer Wesley's initial question, are there people who advocate for prisoners? The answer is yes. Uh, you can go to uh, centerforprisonreform.org. I'll give Wilda the, the thing so we can put the link in the thing. But there's there's a whole bunch of them. And some of them are very specific, like families against mandatory minimums. Mandatory minimums got to go. The whole war on crime bullshit. Like congratulations to crime for winning the war on crime. 
um, Citizens United for Rehabilitation of Errands, Alabama, Alabama's Women's Resource Network, uh, A New Way of Life Reentry Project, Angel Tree Nation Inside, Pan American Center for Prison Writing Program, uh, Children of Inmates, uh, Family and Corrections Network, National HIRE Network, which is apparently a group that is like, you know, trying to get, you know, people who have gotten out of prison work because, you know, if, if you went to prison for, you know, robbery, and then whenever you get out, yo, you're a felon, we won't hire you. Like, well, right. what are you going to have to do? Because it's capitalism. What are you going to have to do to, you know, you're, you're, you're the, yeah, the only kind of theft that is 100% legal in the United States is wage theft. Right. That's the yeah. only kind of theft that is yeah. legal is wage theft. Um, and even in the certain instances where it is not, say, paying someone below the minimum wage, the person who does it is getting a slap on the wrist. Yeah, because who, yeah. are you, who, who are you hurting? Oh, the working class? Oh, we really don't give a shit about that. Right. If like, I take if I take money out all. of the if I go in and I take money out of the till, they'll come put me in prison. But if you steal money out of my paycheck, they're not going to come put. I mean, it depends on how full the till was, but yeah, it's still it's a lot more than if yeah. your manager takes money out of the till, right? Or your manager, the owner of the business takes if, money out of the till. If your manager, or your business owner takes my tips, they're not going to come put him in bracelets and take him to county jail. Well, he might get an anklet to stay at home for a little bit, but that Maybe. I mean, that's on the outside, yeah. But either way, all right. So the war on Christmas, because uh, we'll send Wesley those links uh, after the uh, after the thing. Well, it's just uh, one link: centerforprisonreform.org, and I'll give it to Wilder so he can put it in the put it in the the doodly do down there. Yeah. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe and ring the bell and comment. I'm I'm so tired of me being the only person writing first. Ha ha! Hi, Wilder, in the <laughs> in the comments on our YouTube videos. Um, get, yeah. get us some comments. Tell, tell us what you think. Yeah. I really want trolls. That's all I want. I just want to be trolled. We've we've had trolls before. They're wonderful things. We had a we troll. To, uh, we had we, a troll. We had a troll, and we out trolled our own troll. So he left us. You have we, to we kept them. responding to him until he got tired of us. Yeah. You have to farm them. You you really do. You have to cultivate a good base of trolls, and uh, they they will forever ratio your shit into uh, to the moon. Like, not for much longer they're about to get rid of down votes on youtube uh, Ooh. No, that doesn't matter as long as they're commenting yeah as long yep. as they're just like you guys suck trump 2024 that's all we need but only the owner of the video will be able to see the down votes which i don't oh, really know if blade is going to be able to look at that but um because i don't know what kind of magic social blade has i, I just don't know like is it using yeah. the Wayback machine? I have no idea. Wesley said he'll troll us, but I can't imagine Wesley. He's too nice. I can't imagine him being, oh, you guys are so pretty. <laughs> and you suck. But, like, you know what I mean? Wesley, like, make good comments. <laughs> you have to like respond and say nice things. He's just he's just yeah. too nice. He just I think he get tra- he get trolling all backwards. He'd be like, we're not sure. So you're wonderful. Uh boo. <laughs> Probably right. laughed a little bit at all, every single joke. So how, what's what's happening with the war on Christmas this year? I can't believe people still believe in this, and I'm, I'm oh, just, I can. I'm, I'm I tired can. of it being a conversation around the holidays with my family. <laughs> That's so. How many love, people I take it serious, the, or is it in this picture? I have the Soviet soldiers saying, "I'll say <laughs> Merry Christmas when I'm dead." <laughs> this is you know, uh, this is the kind of stuff that works on yeah. my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you, she would she would see it and go, mm-hmm, "Yep." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're and the and communists are trying to take our sandals from us. And, and now they're putting critical race theory in the water. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting for Christmas? Critical race theory. 
<laughs> it makes a good stocking stuffer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking just uh, giant, giant printouts of academic journals from Harvard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. That's oh is that the God, new that would be a really good Christmas present is... for like conservative family members, like the actual <laughs> yeah. theory. Like just just print out the pages, like get on a oh god, what is it amazing. called? The Harvard, the Harvard Law Review. Yeah. Is <laughs> that the new Cole though? If you've been bad. You get something from the Harvard Law Review telling you what critical race theory actually is. Well, if you agree with Tucker Carlson, then you have been very, very bad this year. I think someone brought it up, but this is as a as a teacher, this is what I have to say about critical race theory. Um, and so someone said it before me, but it was so beautiful and succinct. Someone goes, "You think I'm fucking teaching critical race theory? I'm trying to get these kids to the minimum standard of who won the Civil War. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to be like." That is critical race theory. I'm working on basic geography. Florida's a peninsula. And you're just like, <laughs> you're teaching these kids advanced systems? No. Civil War, <laughs> that's one by General Lee. Like, just, you really, you're really, these people, anybody that thinks that we're getting into college level, in the, in the average classroom, that we're getting into college level, like, systemic stuff, you're out of your fucking mind. I just want to get through the content, like. No, man, I was told. I was told whenever I moved to Georgia, they were like, okay, we'll just be nice to the Georgians. And I was like, what do you mean be nice? And they were like, don't ever tell them this joke. Look out behind you. It's William Tecumseh Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is, they're still mad about that. They, to this day. They no, are I love so... it. Remember whenever, uh, remember whenever that homeless person set fire to the plastic under I-75-85 mm-hmm. and uh, it burned down part of the, uh, burned down part of the interstate and it just collapsed. Yeah. Like, huh. so, I, I tweeted out an image of it. Go on. on uh, I tweeted out an image of it, and I memed it. It was a Sherman's March Two rush hour. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh my God, I love Sherman. But it was it was the biggest fire in Atlanta's history since General Sherman. So. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to cast well, a sequel. I'm not trying to cast aspersions <laughs> on my home state, but I've been to Atlanta, and I'm just saying, like. Maybe burning the city down and starting again wouldn't be the worst idea. Well, I know, right? We can keep parts of it. I like the Coca-Cola Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's you get to try you get to try Coke products from all around the world, and then you get a free Coke in a glass bottle at the end of it. Cities are kind of like forests, you know. You just do like small controlled fires so that everything grows back nicer. Yeah, but the problem with that is yeah, they would use that for gentrification. Jinx. <laughs> See? It's because of the stream. I didn't hear us say it at the same time, but yeah, that's called gentrification. See, that's congratulations, the, congratulations, yeah. Paul. Did you just reinvented gentrification? Oh, <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's like whenever you get around to um, um, eugenics and then go, oh, never mind. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. we'll just burn down certain parts of the city to make mm-hmm. the parts better. Yeah, yeah, that's well, not. that in Atlanta by pile driving interstates through it. That was the purpose of the interstates was to basically not the entire purpose, but later it became the purpose was to just right. pile drive straight through ethnic neighborhoods. They did a lot of that oh. in New York too. And I've lived yeah. here for about eight years and I did not know. Have, if you, ever ever seen, did... have you ever seen the plans for the New York, for the Manhattan expressway? Yeah. It Why cut wild. straight through the ethnic neighborhoods? Because you get a highway and you get rid of those neighborhoods. Oh. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's, also, up, it's also a phenomenon uh, we now I know figured it was um, like dividing like these people from those so now they can't talk to their neighbors anymore because they have to cross a busy interstate no but it's it, just it, it obliterates it, it, both they sides literally targeted neighborhoods for destructions and it was like well it's nothing but puerto ricans there who the fuck's gonna care yeah 
And this is why I keep telling people, they're like, well, I want the city to have like a better bus system. I'm like, do you use the bus service? White lady in a middle class with a middle class income? Well, no, because it's kind of inconvenient. I'm like, they're not going to care about it until more white middle class people start using it. Unfortunately. That's the entire reason that New York still has a subway, that New Jersey Transit exists, that uh, that Philadelphia has SEPTA, that uh, New Orleans still has streetcars. It's because white people ride it. And that's, um, that's the only way you get politicians, New, New York, politicians if, in the United States to be able to do anything about anything. If you want you to see to something about it, you want to see something mind blowing. Just just look up this little guy from New York. He never actually held, I think, an elected political office, but he's more responsible for like a lot of the New York infrastructure than anybody. Oh, you're else. talking about. Um, um, wait, say his name. Robert Moses. Oh, yeah. Robert um, Moses. Well, he, he didn't just work in New York, by the way. He 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 is responsible for uh, neighborhood demolishing uh, interstate systems throughout the yeah. country. So he's yeah. an interesting guy. If you ever get a chance, do a book report on him. Um, Jewish and surprisingly anti-Semitic. <laughs> um, Robert Moses seemed to be like um, I, I think self self-hating Jews is another stereotype. <laughs> Robert Moses, I feel like a lot of his life was just like. Well, just add that to the list of things Robert Moses did, and what makes him evil is that he perpetuated the stereotype of the self-hating Jew. He had he had like a spider sense <laughs> where he's like Robert Moses would be like, oh man, more than eight people own black people own houses in the same area. Oh, we need an interstate stat like. He fucking demolished um, like um, like historic, uh, like black and like just like yeah, I was right. He's Jewish. OK, uh, basically anybody that wasn't white that had like a neighborhood thing that was like, hey, this is kind of cool. We got our own thing. Yeah. Interstate. Yeah. Well, basically what, what 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 the plan for the Manhattan freeway was, was basically to build a freeway across the Brooklyn Bridge and just pile drive it through the heart of Manhattan. Like, and the other part of the plan was, well, this is going to be getting rid of a lot of housing. They were going to build giant, uh, uh, diagonally leaning over the highway uh, housing projects over this interstate, basically encapsulating it in this like 40 story uh, neo gothic brutalist monstrosity. It is absolutely like if you ever look up unbuilt New York. It is the project. They wanted to fill in part of the Hudson to build an international, a three runway international airport right on the Hudson off of Manhattan. Can you imagine? Like Sully Sullenberger would have been completely okay. He could have landed that plane on a runway. But like, (laughs) could you imagine Manhattan with an airport literally next to it? Like, that's insane. It's already like they really should just put a no vacancy sign up because there's nothing else in Manhattan. Stop. I love it. I love it. There was somebody uh, there was I think it was a TikTok. It might have been a Vine because it was a while ago, I think. And it was um, and it was this this girl going, oh, my God, I have so many gay friends and I can't wait. I'm going to move to Atlanta. It's going to be so much fun. And then it was just like this guy with like a pride bracelet on and he had a shirt that said Atlanta Braves. And he goes, "Nah, baby, we fall. (laughs) (laughs) Off. We're full. We're full. <laughs> so, so after if we take everything we've talked about today and we consider all of the subjects, what do you think now with all of this in hindsight? What do you believe our podcast is about? Wesley, are you still there? Do you have an idea? How would you describe us? What, just, what are we about? What, what is us, our genre? He told us he was going to troll us, um, and that was the last thing he said. He uh, said, "Oh, he, oh, he said thanks, Bob." I was like, "Who is Bob? Oh, Bobby, yeah." <laughs> Sorry, for some reason in my head, the the name Bob and Bobby are completely different. 
Yeah, and I guess on my uh, I guess on your screen, my name is Robert. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, like I don't know Wilder Thrift's actual name. That's my name. Oh, that is that's, your my, name. that's, that's my real life <laughs> name. Oh, I just I just I, I mean I knew that Peter wasn't actually Peter Griffin, but yeah, it was. Um. <laughs> oh, it actually it legitimately is. Oh yeah. God, I didn't know that. Wow. No, <laughs> no Van, Van Pelt was the name I used on stage because every open mic I went to, then there would yeah. be a bunch of Peter Griffin jokes, and I was like, I gotta fucking change this. <laughs> so Peter Griffin is my actual real Christian name. Yeah, the, 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 this is my my government name, my birth name yeah. when I was it's born. Whenever, whenever I'm drunk and I, I the person who's talking at me, I don't want them to know who I am. I tell them that my name is Spiro, Spiro mm. Agnew. Agnew, yes, yeah. <laughs> and, I love it. So tell Usually us what, if I'm drunk and somebody wants to cheers and it's like, you know, no one's, we're just cheersing and no one's like, it's oh, not can, can, anything. I just, I always can I be your, your, your wingman? Richard Nixon. <laughs> I always cheers to Spiro Agnew, a man who knew to get out while the getting out was good. Uh, <laughs> actually, he, he, he resigned because he was facing charges, not on Watergate, but just, you know, generally just, yeah. Being a great guy in the federal government type stuff. But yeah, so, it was. So what um, are they, what are they doing to Christmas? Tell us, Bobby. Oh, Oh, it's uh, it's it's terrible, and it's 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 all full of, of critical race theory now, and that it's um, um it? uh, Santa has to be black, and um, and and don't you know he's a Muslim now, and um, <laughs> it's just it's it's all the same stupid bullshit. I just wanted to mark the start of the holidays. <laughs> is it? Is it yeah. okay? Uh, I don't know my Santa lore because I also don't care, but is it Santa? Eastern European, oh, a bunch of different origin stories. Yeah, from different like or Turkish. Uh, isn't there like a Turkish them, Santa? Santa, Santa's German, them, isn't he? One of them. Our modern conception of the guy with the white beard and the red suit. Yes, that is German. Hmm. A guy who gives children, who deals out gifts and punishments around the holidays. That is a widely like there's shit tons right. of different ones, and they all loop back on each other. It's a giant mo. It's a giant Ouroboros of Santa's just eating themselves. <laughs> I love the. I loved a few um, Santa centipede. I liked a few Santa a few Christmases back. <laughs> That's I the name of Christmas the episode. Back when, Santa Pete. Oh no. <laughs> I liked a few Christmases back when uh, Krampus was all the rage because that's right. a really fun character. I still love, I still love Krampus. Krampus yeah, I just, and I are buddies. I love, I, the, the, I love the idea of beating people with switches. It's like one of the like five Krampus movies that came out in 2015, I think, yeah. titled Krampus, that um, became like one of my favorite Christmas films of all time. I try to watch it every year now just because it's really fun. It's the one that starts with the, the mall opening and all the kids rush in and like the people are, oh, they get smacked down. <laughs> and the like people get eaten by a jack and box jack in the box in the attic yeah, it's it's neat well yeah there's I, like a whole um there's like a whole um on the show american dad they do like a whole it's like a serialized uh christmas set of christmas specials where each year the oh, yeah. lore gets wackier and wackier and of course the first year is that um is that uh stan wishes they go back in time. I used to watch American Dad all the time. And there's no Christmas because Walter Mondale beat uh, uh, um, uh, Ronald Reagan and then immediately after being inaugurated, <laughs> surrendered to the Soviet premiere. <laughs> so it was <laughs> that kind of oh, American Dad nightmare. So well, now they do a lot of stuff with Krampus. I think Krampus and uh, Santa hating them and their family specifically and trying to murder them is like a thing every single year. Oh, because Steve killed Santa and they, uh, they want his body to rot behind the mall. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah uh, have you know, seen um, the, uh, the Ollie North song from uh, American dad? 
Oh yeah. Uh, I love that one so much. Uh, uh, Lee North. Yeah. He's so good. The whole reason Stan bought the house they live in is because he believes it to be the location of Ollie North's lost Iran Contra gold. Like, Wonderful. <laughs> and he starts he say he'll find it. And I'm sitting here going, you guys have a basement. And then he immediately falls into the basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's done like schoolhouse rock. That was so great. Ollie North still alive. Uh, yeah. And Molly Fox News yeah. commentator. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. now he's on Fox News. I was. They're not content to just uh, rehabilitate the image of George W. Bush. They now have to rehabilitate the image of Richard Nixon. Why can't I just get money to be a news commentator on one of these? I mean, CNN well, pays Rick Santorum to come on and say shit. You Don't just have to lie much. your face off. You just have to lie your face off. That's all you have to do. Most of the people <laughs> who go on Fox News or even MSNBC and all this crap. They don't actually believe the shit that they're saying. Like, like a lot of right wing talk radio sphere is is people who have just gotten in too deep and they can't they can't stop now because they've got a mortgage and they've got kids to feed and it's we, like the whole Alex Jones thing. Yeah. Like I know half the bulk that comes out of his mouth, but he's he's got a mortgage and he's got alimony payments and you know staffers to feed and like and now he know, has to pay the children the the parents of Sandy Hook mm-hmm. victims as well. So he's and got like, a lot I, on his plate. I, I, like actually know someone who knows someone who actually knows Janine Pirro in real life. And she's this an act. It's all an act. That's, mm-hmm. that's not actually who she is. She 100% knows what she's doing. And she's like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Like, Wait. this is like, because when they got into it, things weren't this fucking crazy. And then Trump made it this crazy and they had to just ride the crazy train and there's no getting off at this point. And they had to go harder and harder crazy to not make him seem like a monster. Do you guys remember when we were kids, that really dangerous piece of equipment called the super all metal merry-go-round that they had and you'd get on it and you'd get it going way too fast. Right. Yes. And you're like, we just have to hang on. And then one kid's like, I'm getting off and you go don't. And then he would like get mangled Uh in it. That's, I yeah. feel like, what the Trump crazy merry-go-round is. They're like, just hang on, and anybody tries to get off gets mangled. Yeah. Speaking of getting off and getting mangled, um, Kellyanne Conway is trying really, really hard to uh, rehabilitate her image and move on from uh, 2020. She's not going to be able to. Dude, she's too deep in. Like, you're the only way to, you got to tunnel, you keep going, keep tunneling, like, keep digging the hole because there's no Spin getting out of this. Spin merry-go-round shit. faster and faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's no way someone's you know, going to be like a softer Kellyanne Conway. You know what's funny about that is I don't remember being on a super fast merry-go-round when I was a kid, but I do remember as an adult, especially when we were out there uh, boken fighting, we'd wander over to um, it was a merry-go-round somewhere. It wasn't in the Metter Park. You but... don't, you do not have the same um, inner ear fluid you had as a kid. I can tell you like as a, as someone in their late 20s that got on a merry-go-round, I was like, oh my God, this is like torture. I remember we went somewhere and everyone was liquored up and we got on one of those merry-go-rounds and went really fast on it. That's, yeah. that's my last uh, memory of um, those things. Um, speaking of memories, do we want to, we've renamed the segment, by the way, instead of ask a Wesley or dear Wesley, we're just going to call this segment. Am I a Wesley? <laughs> yes. Which is rough because it implies that Wesley is always the asshole. And don't <laughs> worry, Wesley. We wouldn't call you an asshole. I would, um, <laughs> but not seriously. All right. So am I the, am I the Wesley for evicting? Uh, it's just says for evicting him and his 13 year old daughter. Yes, you are. I've answered <laughs> the question. So wait, hold on. Uh, a guy say that again. Uh, am I a Wesley for evicting him and his 13 year old daughter? Maybe. 
All right. So my boyfriend, 34, who's 34 of three years, just moved into my three bedroom home. I'm a 32 female uh, five months ago. Uh, The home has been in my family for like 70 years. I have a five year old son. He has a 13 year old daughter. Uh, I made sure I moved all of the stuff out of my office and put it in the loft so she could have her own bedroom. Okay. I think it was about a month into him living here that his daughter wanted to move in with us full time as she doesn't have her own bedroom at her mom's. And I was completely fine with this. All right. So far, so good. Um, You know, they've been dating three years. They both have kids. I think that's that's like a reasonable amount of time to move in together, um, especially with kids. Anyways, um, I started running into a lot of problems, not even a week after she moved in full time. Um, the daughter, uh, she became entitled, demanding, like demanding my son trade rooms with her because it has a bigger closet, pitched a huge fit when I said no, demanded we buy her expensive clothes or makeup because I'm a real estate agent and I quote, have lots of money. Uh, call me- As the mom, you just got to understand that teenagers are going to be unreasonable and you need to like clamp down on that. Maybe she hasn't been a mother to a 13 year old girl before, but she needs to learn that this comes with the territory and you got to, you know, be it very gets, firm with her. Well, it gets it gets worse. And this is why I don't think this person is the Wesley. Um, call me crazy, but I'm not about to drop one hundred twenty dollars on a pair of ripped up jeans or drop two hundred dollars on three pieces of makeup. Um, my commentary is neither one of those things. Those are pricey, but that's kind of what high end stuff goes for these days, especially makeup. Like, yeah. I mean, you may not want to get it for a 13 year old, but don't be like, that's ridiculous because the pants are ripped. Like it's the fucking right. style. Um, her dad works, but his income is significantly less than mine. So she really just expected me uh, to be the one who spoils her rotten uh, <laughs> or pushing her plate of food away, saying I'm not eating that, but you can cook me something else. That right there is one of those things that would piss me off because I would be like, you can eat what I cook or you can cook your own food, your choice. You know what I mean? Because um, I, I would find if I, if I was your kid, I'd find that fair because it'd be like, cool. It's like, look. No offense, but I don't eat this. I don't mind cooking my own stuff. I'm good. Yeah. I'll just go microwave some McNuggets well, or something. Listen, if, I, if I was the if I was the step parent or just other adult in the scenario here, I would be like, okay, well, cool. Um, you can either eat that or go hungry. And tomorrow, you and I are going to cook together. Those are your yeah. options. Right, right, right. Those are your options. Yeah, because. Like, Go I, would, I, I would legit just go hungry because I used to do that like back there in, in elementary and high school. Like I didn't like the school lunches most of the time. So I just didn't need them. It wasn't a big deal to me if I didn't. But the problem, if I, if I missed a meal, I the problem is not the child that I'm about to get to who I think the actual problem is. Um, so I deal, I can deal with her childish tantrums and slamming doors, but she's now started to put holes in the walls. And my boyfriend makes excuses saying uh, uh, he used to do the same thing and she'll grow out of it. She torments my son. She, she says she's dating Kyle and Kyle's daughter is just following in footsteps. Yep. Um, if he says anything, my son, the five-year-old, if he says anything to her, she literally always responds with, Oh, you're talking to me. Swap rooms with me. And I'll think about responding. Um, her dad literally never attempts to correct her behavior. And I'm told I'm being too harsh. If I do the tip of the mountain here uh, for me was two weeks ago. There was a foul smell coming from her room. So I asked her to clean it. it? Well, we're about to find out because you couldn't see the floor. She said, "Um, no, it's my room. So I don't see why you have any say in how I treat my personal space. And then her father agreed with her. 
This was after I saw at least six used menstrual pads thrown throughout her room, as well as half eaten food and moldy drink cups. She starts crying and saying, I'm treating her like she's Cinderella and I'm acting like an evil stepmom. I told my boyfriend either he handles it or they're both gone. He didn't believe me because he told me I needed to lighten the fuck up because his daughter is having, quote, a rough time transitioning and being away from her mom. I gave it well, a she week. She can go back to her mom. Yeah, I gave oh, it a week. Okay, I, okay. So this is where we need to go to family counseling. This yeah. is this is where we need to go to family counseling. This is this is where we need to stop accelerating the the vitriol that is going through the house. This is where we need to sit down with a neutral third party who is a licensed therapist and say, "I'm at my wit's end here. She and I are driving each other crazy." I want to make this relationship work. We need to work this out. What am I doing wrong? How can I make her see that this is not a healthy way to express your anger? And what ways can we get her to express her emotions healthily? Healthy. Evicting them is not the answer, especially if you're looking to continue the relationship with the father. That's true. Like if this is if they're breaking up. Yeah. If, if, if she evicted them, understandable. You go back yeah. and live with your mom now. You're no longer my responsibility. But if you're still dating him, like if, if that's that's an angle I hadn't, I didn't like, think of. I didn't. I considered they were breaking up. If they're still dating, then um, it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's to wait out the daughter living at home. Like, because the daughter, you said the daughter was 15, 16, 13, uh, 13, 13, 13. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, no, so no, counseling. No, yeah, you, you were the asshole for kicking them out if you didn't try counseling. If you tried counseling, put it up there as an offer, say, look, I'm a real estate agent. I make a lot of money. Let's go to counseling. Right. The problem, the problem is here is not, in my opinion, the 13 year old. And I can almost tell you. I, I'm going to make a strong guess as to what happened here. Um, it's not the it's not the kid's fault. It's the dad's fault. Um, that's the reason the kid probably wants to live with dad and new mom full time is because dad doesn't give a shit what I do. Mom makes yep. me follow rules and toe the line. Fuck mom. I'm going to move in with new mom and dad and do whatever the hell I want because she's new mom. She doesn't get to tell me what to do. So I'm going to be an asshole because I'm looking for boundaries. Well, yeah. And a lot of the times the kids are just looking for boundaries, like exactly what you just said is they're, they're, they're looking for the boundaries. And whenever dad is not making any and not even stepmom, dad's girlfriend, who we are, I'm assuming paying rent to, I mean, I'm just assuming if right. you're saying I evicted them, God, I hope you're making them pay rent because if, you know, there's all kinds of shit, like, I don't even know where, where does it say where this is? Because some places have squatters rights. She may not be able to evict them. Well, it does. Squatters it, rights. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. It doesn't say where it is and it doesn't say if they're paying rent. It just basically the end of, end of it says, um, I gave, I got an eviction notice drawn up, gave them 30 days to vacate. Told him he's lucky I'm not suing for damages. He says I'm an asshole for throwing away a three-year relationship because they I cannot because I can't handle I, not I, having my own way. I, I definitely think she is the asshole for not at least attempting therapy. And I don't understand how with more people, this is not a place that you would go to, especially if you're looking to make the relationship work. Now that we know that that she's ending the relationship, like, yeah, that's fine. Go do, yeah. do whatever you want. But there was definitely other avenues besides getting frustrated well, and just saying, fuck off. The bigger like, problem than take any of those avenues. That's why I think you you're the asshole in this scenario. The bigger, the bigger problem I have, and this, this seems to happen with a lot of people and i don't know because i know i mean i don't have kids right now but i know in the relationship that i'm in 
we've had very long discussions on like child care and child rearing and like not undermining each other in front of the child. And then if we disagree, talking it out later, you know what I mean? So that we have each other's yeah. backs. You can't, you can't parent, even if you're dating. And especially if it's one of those situations where like, I got a kid, he's got a kid. Uh, let's all be a Brady Bunch family. Um, you really got to go in it with a plan. And I think that she's an asshole for not talking mm. to this guy about like, if I say <laughs> something, are you going to back me up? You know what I mean? Like, um, I, know, I know what Wesley's solution would be though. What would Wesley's solution be? Okay, well, see, what you got to do is she doesn't understand what it's like to let someone in under your roof and have to take care of them. So you got to move into your daughter's room. Just go and live in there with her. And whenever she's all like, oh, I don't want to clean up. We'll be like, well, this is my room too. I want to clean up some. And if she's like, oh, you can't clean up my mess. Well, you just start adding your tampons to her pile too. So let her see how gross it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like that thing where they're like, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. The only thing that stops a bad guy with used menstrual pads is a good guy <laughs> with used menstrual pads to reply to to apply Republican logic to it. But yeah, if you're going to do a non-traditional family thing like that, maybe go move in together, but also start counseling together just to make sure that like, you know, like it doesn't end up like this because it's clearly that girl's looking for something and her piece of shit dad is not, you know, being a parent, you know? Yeah. In my yeah. opinion. Um, so I think that was everything we had to cover. Is there anything else we wanted to cover or is used, uh, used menstrual pads going to be the, uh, the, the basic, um, we're, uh, we're about, I think 13 minutes over. So I'm just, I really wish that there were uh, part twos to some of these, right? Like I'd, I wish that there was another story to this so that we can see what happened. After sometimes, sometimes people respond in the comments to some of them. So I'll try to find us uh, the next am I the Wesley. I'll try to find one where someone actually like updated. Cause sometimes the update, sometimes they're throwaway accounts because they're just like, I don't want any of my friends or family to know that I posted this. Right. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> but I don't think that, I don't think this woman's the asshole for if she's severing the relationship, like, cause it sounds like, even with therapy, I don't know if any, if there's any like piece of shit therapy where they're like, we're going to go to therapy. So you stop being a piece of shit and parent your kids. That's, that's going to be, well, man, I'm trying to think here. I guess she wouldn't. I was about to say, I, I feel almost bad for the daughter because she might, the daughter might think that she is responsible for destroying her father's relationship, which she oh, is in this case. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, at 13, if she's that selfish, I doubt that she's giving it that much introspection. Well, she's, she's probably feel, glad to just be done with this. Well, it's only going to make the the feelings of abandonment worse. You know what I mean? Like that's it's not going to do positives for her. You know? Yeah, gonna certainly be, not. It's going to be like I just remember the time me and Dad got evicted and his new girlfriend left us because of me, and I feel like a piece of crap. You know? Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. um, I guess then that brings us to the end of the episode so peter hit him with the socials uh you can send us questions on uh, uh what is our email twitter again we are at those muckrakers on twitter or you can email us at those muckrakers at gmail.com you can send us your own dear wesley stories and find out if you are the wesley uh besides that we have uh two dust belt books out the first one give me back my life is about a guy who comes home one day to discover an exact copy of him living in his living room and he uh, you know working his job living with his wife is raising his kid you know and my, how does he prove that he, if he is the real one or not find out you know what my first reaction would be is like oh fuck i don't have to work anymore and i'd go see if my atm card still worked basically does his atm card still work does he try that 
try it or read it and find out. The second one, Super Lad, is about a uh, little kid that one day gets superpowers like he always dreamed of doing. How does this work out for him? Not very well. Uh, the third one will be out soon. And besides that, uh, we have several others that are in the wings just waiting to be published. They just got to go through the copy editor. But there's another new series that should be coming out soon-ish. I hope um, I'm pointing at Peter. <laughs> like you're pointing at the Soviet guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, on my screen, a copy editor. He he doesn't take any fucking BS. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll copy edit when I'm dead. Besides that, that, we have a another that series that we'd like to do. Uh, I, because my uh, free time just got mostly like a this got evicted like um, a 13 year old. Because my free time just got evicted like a 13 year old, it may be difficult to um, finish this, but I'll be working on it. Just a series of new creepy pastas. That way we can churn out stories, do like some, uh, quick radio dramas, put them up on YouTube, see how well it goes with, um, what do you call it? Public domain music and spooky graphics should be fun. I, uh, I don't have anything to pitch, but I've had two different people tell me, uh, this week that like, Oh man, you should get into voice acting. And I'm like, do you know anybody? <laughs> so, uh, exactly. I'm yeah. just saying, if you know anybody, uh, voice one two three you can find voice acting jobs there don't give me a website i hate the way you can go on to google no give me a guy's name that's like looking to hire people not a website where i have to basically like don't give me the voice acting version of like linkedin you know what i mean that's sort of what voice one two three is yeah but like being a voice actor i have looked a lot into that and that is a scary industry like um, a lot of people will spend months trying to get work. And finally, like one person was tickled pink because she had finally found uh, a job after six months. And it was like a one-time deal for like $180 or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to go through any of that. So if you know anyone. You can't please... pay the bills on $180 a year. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not enough. <laughs> so if you know anyone, uh, <laughs> give them my name and number yeah. in my email, please. I'll, I'll, I would yeah. love to do some it, voice it, acting. Yeah, if you know anyone that's looking for a uh, for a writer, I can write anything, anything yeah, was... really. And I'm extremely fast. Like I can churn out, what is it? Um, 40, 50, 60, 70 pages. I'm trying to remember what my uh, my record is. I think about 72,000 words in one day is my record. So you would have, but, been, you would have been great in the 1950s as a Pulp Fiction writer. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I would have been great. I would have is. been great in the world of radio, especially because no, I, I, I have a face it, made for it. It was 72 pages in one day, which would have been um, 30, around 36,000 words. 36,000 words is about my record in one day. But anyway, I digress. Point being is that uh, we have writers, voice actors. We have Bobby. We have Wesley. Y'all don't even see him, but he is here in spirit. Uh, uh, Wesley, hire us and give us money and we could do this full time. Wesley actually left. He, we talked so long, his phone died. So <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bobby, would you like to beg for a job in an industry since that's what we're doing? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> my, my work is getting a new general manager. Just um, to, for Wesley to check out centerforprisonreform.org, I, while I sent a link to the group me. Yeah, I, I linked it in the chat too so you can see it as well. Yeah. Get you, get you. I'll create yeah. a note for episode 128. And while we're doing this, I downloaded episode, or I'll make it up a note for a number number 129 i downloaded 128 while we were doing this so i'll get that edited and uploaded at some point all right guys join us next week when we find out who the father is yeah done 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 good night